It's the Dublin City Rounders Radio Hour with Rowan and Al, a rootin' tootin' rockin' 60 minutes of great music, chat, and special celebrity guests on I-96 Radio and Entertainment, i96.ie. Howdy ladies and gentlemen, you're all very welcome to another episode of the Dublin City Rounders Radio Hour. We've got an excellent show lined up for you today with a very special guest, but before that we're going to hear from old Tex Williams in 1947 with a little song called Smoke, Smoke, Smoke That Cigarette. Now I'm a feller with a heart of gold with the ways of a gentleman I've been told, the kind of a feller that wouldn't even harm a flea. But if me and a certain character met, the guy that invented the cigarette, I'd murder that son of a gun in the first degree. Now it ain't cause that I don't smoke myself, and I don't reckon they hinder your health. I've smoked them all my life, and I ain't dead yet. But nicotine slaves are all the same at a petting party or a poker game. Everything's gotta stop while they have that cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death. Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hates to make him wait, but you just gotta have another cigarette. Now in a game of chance the other night, old Dame Fortune was doing me right. The kings and the queens, they just kept on coming around. Then I got a full and I bet it high, but my bluff didn't work on a certain guy. He just kept on a-raising and a-laying the money down. Now he'd raise me and I'd raise him. I sweated blood, I got a sink or swim. He finally called and then didn't raise the bet. I said, ace is full, pal, how about you? And he said, well, I'll tell you in just a minute or two, but right now I just gotta have a cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death. Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hate to make him wait, but you just gotta have another cigarette. The other night I had a date with the cutest little girl in the 48 states, a hybrid uptown fancy little date. Now she said she loved me and it seemed to me that things were just about like they ought to be, so hand in hand we strolled down Lover's Lane. She was oh so far from a chunk of ice and our smooching party was going real nice, so help me Hannah, I think I'd have been there yet. But I give her a kiss and a little squeeze and she said, Tex, excuse me please, but I just gotta have another cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hate to make him wait But you just gotta have another cigarette Our guest today is joining us from all the way over in the Pacific Northwest of the United States via Google Hangouts. Uh, he is one of the most popular and prominent pipe and tobacco smoking YouTubers. He also really. makes some uh, great firearm and video game Let's Play videos. Uh, it's an honor to have him with us today. Uh, his name is Bradley, and he's better known for his YouTube uh, stuff and things. Thank you so much for joining us today, Bradley. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, not at all. Well, I tell you what, we uh, we started our uh, pipe smoking journey uh, in about January of this year. Yeah, it was 
I think it was that January, was recent, yeah. Fairly yeah, recently, fairly recently, absolutely, yeah. We've only been at it about eight months now. Um, but your stuff, your uh, and things, your stuff and your things, yeah, uh, was, both of those, <laughs> together, <laughs> both yeah. of those, very important. Yeah. Was yeah. A, was a huge part of our uh, kind of our our, our education yeah. and uh, journey into it. Yeah, kind of the uh, we just started looking up a lot of pipe smoking related stuff on YouTube and found you <laughs> and some of the other pipe smokers out there, and that's kind of how we got into it. Yeah. So a personal uh, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Um, I I. I oh. <laughs> You're more than welcome. Hopefully, I haven't steered you in the wrong direction. Um, not at all. It's interesting you way. mentioned that because when I, I I first started smoking a pipe when I was like 18, so wow. quite a while ago. Yeah. But in terms of this kind of hobby, where I've actually been sort of more serious about it, it's been about three and a half, four years now. Yeah. And so I, like you, started looking on YouTube, looking for things, and there were kind of some older videos and stuff but nothing that seemed like it was very consistent throughout yeah 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 and so when i started making these videos it was kind of weird when people started coming back to me and telling me that you know i would see something i had said showing up on someone else's video and i was like was that actually true because now they're quoting me and it's out there and it's kind of funny because i didn't really think that it would get to that point right. where mm. people are actually like doing what I tell them to do, which is cool, I guess. But yeah. Hopefully it worked out for you. Oh, it did big time. And I think that's one of the funny things, particularly about um, the whole pipe smoking world and the pipe smoking hobby is, um, it, particularly when, when we were starting out into it, uh, there just seemed to be so much almost conflicting information in mm. terms of how to pack mm. a pipe, how to light a pipe, how to smoke a pipe. Yeah, so many, pipe people, better. so many people saying like, you can only do this this way or like you have to right. use matches to light a pipe or like... And uh, I think the one thing that um, that you kind of find, particularly when you start doing it yourself, is uh, there's, uh, there's almost no right way for a lot of it. Do you know what I mean? It's really personal preference. But what, what Right, and I think, I think pipe smoking sort of lends itself to people who are kind of pedantic and, and, kind and elitism of kind of thing yeah. yeah a little bit and so people and also because it is such a niche hobby that not a lot of people are into i think people like to set themselves apart by saying that there is this rope way of doing things this is the right way this is the yeah. the yeah. secret handshake <laughs> yeah. i guess but yeah. just like anything else if you look back people who used to smoke a pipe back in the day before youtube before the internet a lot of those guys were just cram it full Light yeah, up. Yeah, like yeah. there's no there yeah. was no technique really going yeah. on and you just sort of trial and error yeah but it, it is helpful to have some sort of guideline i guess when you're yeah. just starting out so yeah totally totally did you uh did you ever i think al was saying you recently got a um did you get a tin of the uh the brown number four yeah i, I saw did. that review I on, I still have that on oh yeah <laughs> how'd you go how'd you go with it brown number four what? um i just posted the review I liked it okay. It was, I think it is probably the highest nicotine pipe blend mm, I've ever yeah. tried. Um, it's right up there. There's other blends that I've had, like Irish Flake, Peterson Irish Flake is a pretty strong, but it's yeah, yeah one of my favorites. Yeah. But it's not, it's not, an, it's not so much that you won't, you don't have to plan ahead when you smoke it. You can yeah. smoke it and you'll yeah. be like, oh, I get a little buzz. But this brown number four, you definitely, <laughs> you have to have a full stomach. You shouldn't yeah. do it in the morning. Yeah. You should have a cot near you in case you have to sort of lay down. It's, it's pretty strong stuff. Yeah, and we, I have a pretty high tolerance for mm, nicotine. So we yeah. recently, uh, you've been warned. <laughs> yeah. We recently finished off a tin of uh, the Galwith Black Double X. And that was 
Mm. Same deal, like real, really high up there in the nicotine. Really? Did you like it? Because I haven't tried that yet. Yeah, we both enjoyed it. I mean, a lot of, you read reviews of that, some people just say it's the worst stuff they've ever smoked and then a lot of people really like it so it's like either a one star review or a five star yeah, review it, right. it kind of tastes like, like motor oil but it's really it's strong like the flavor and because again it's just it's pure um tobacco leaves there's nothing there's nothing in it really you know and it's mm. they're they're just pressed and rolled um and i think the brown we and haven't uh, tried steamed, the brown I and think steamed as well with the black the, the brown one is even less processed than the black one um, so you'd have to, I, we haven't tried the, the brown either. So it'd be interesting to get your take once you've had the black and once we've tried the mm. brown to see well, yeah, it's, what it's... We can kind of put our heads together yeah. here because, yeah, the black supposedly is less high in nicotine because yeah. of the steaming process. The process. It actually gets rid of a little bit of the nicotine. And so I think it's more flavorful, but less nicotine. The brown yeah. isn't really, really flavorful, yeah. but it's really, really strong. So yeah. I don't know. The black doesn't have the cigar leaf, does it? I'm the not brown sure. is wrapped in cigar leaf. I'm not sure if they're like the same or. I think it's all the same leaf. It, had, uh, in, it didn't. It didn't have a different leaf surrounding it. Is, is that what you mean? Mm, okay. Yeah. The, yeah. The the brown is a uh, burly and Virginia, or it's actually dark fired in Virginia in a twist, and then there's a cigar leaf wrapped oh, around the entire rope. So. Interesting. No, I don't. I kind of unique. Yeah, I don't think that the black has that, but. But yeah, I love uh, one of one of my personal favorites. I'm actually we should actually go Speaking through what rich, we're yeah, yeah what we, should, we, we should go through what, what we're smoking, smoking here. here. I'm uh, I'm smoking the uh, Peterson's uh, three P's plug at the moment. Have you tried that one? I haven't had that one yet. It's very good. Very interesting. It's um it's similar to Irish Flake, but um it's it's similar to Irish Flake, not, I think, in nicotine. It's got a bit of more of a almost like a smoother kind of buttery kind of flavor. I don't know if you can see that there. It's this uh, there's not much of it yeah, left. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice brownie there. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really nice. What about yourself? What are you smoking there? I found a jar of Penzance that I had. Um, it's about, a, uh, it's over a year old. And I hadn't oh. sampled any that had been aged for a while. So I decided I'd load up a bowl of it. Oh. It's good. I'm, not, I'm having some trouble keeping it lit right now in this little Peterson. It's a very, very narrow little bowl. Yeah. I don't know if you can mm. see that. It's a 6S. No, what is this? I can't even remember, a 20S shape. So it's one of the smaller Peterson system oh, yeah. pipes. But, Excellent. Um, it's very tasty. It's a lot more mellow than the Penzance is normally, and Penzance is pretty mellow to begin with. And I am smoking Gaslight by GLPs. Mm. We recently got this. This is the first uh, tin we've had of this, and I love it personally. Like, I think it's I'm, a, I'm a big blends. fan of Gaslight. It has that tar kind of creosote taste yeah, that yeah, I... Yeah. I really enjoy in some Latakia blends. It seems like it wouldn't be good, but the bitter kind of acrid taste, I really enjoy. Mm. Yeah, it seems to be kind of the most Latakia-y thing we've ever yeah. found. It's like a really... Oh, really? Yeah. Also, so. like, mechanically, it's just so good. Like, it burns so evenly, and it mm. really stays lit well. It's just so easy to smoke. I like the GLP's plugs that are almost... They're kind of between a plug and a crumble cake, so it makes yeah. it a little yeah, easier yeah. to deal with. Yeah, they fall apart. It's lovely. I, in fact, I tell you this. Um, this is a uh, uh, a Peterson here. I don't know. You could probably tell okay. me the, tell me the shape better than I can. That looks like a sixty-eight, maybe. It's, yeah, it's quite is a large. A it's, quite a, it's a large. It, I guess it's a medium bowl or a medium mm -hmm. large. But it's um, it's the first time I'd ever with with the the GLPs. Um, Gaslight was the first time I completely like completely down to a white ash got through mm. this usually because the the whole you know 
is a little above the bottom of the bowl and I'd usually have something to scrape out of the bottom. But um, right. this one, it was great. It, I was able to just go all the way down the bottom. Hmm. That's always very satisfying when it that is, happens. And with, yeah. a, with a bent pipe like that, usually the way they're drilled, it's almost impossible yeah. to get it yeah. exactly in the heel of the bowl. So that's cool. I have that same shape, but in a, a sterling silver Peterson. So oh, it has lovely. a little band oh, of yeah. silver around. But I, I like that shape a lot. And what's yours a Peterson as well? Uh, this like? is a Peterson as well. This is actually a uh, sterling silver, kind of a okay. uh, bulldog shape. I'm not sure the exact uh, shape either, but uh, you can see that there. Rustic. Oh, is that one of the Peterson Sherlock Holmes pipes, or I don't, uh, is it in that series? Hmm, I don't think so. We didn't Although, get it as part of that, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I don't not think sure. it is. So I've got a couple of questions here. Okay. Um, uh, okay, so we've gone through what we're what we're currently smoking, things like that. But uh, if you had to choose, what would be your favorite pipe? and or tobacco, if you want to tie those questions in. It's, it's difficult, but favorite pipe, favorite tobacco, go. <laughs> That's tough. Um, yeah. The pipe thing, you know, I have a rotation. I have, I don't own that many pipes, really. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would assume that I've got like 30 or 40 pipes. I've only got about a dozen yeah. because I'm not a collector. I just, I have you, you enjoy so smoking. smoke them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there were... A, there are probably two or three that I would say every time I smoked them, it was a good experience. I didn't have to fiddle with them. And that would have been my Costello. I have a Costello Rock Shape 55. It's like a, that pot, big burly pot that they make. Yeah. Um, and then I have a Savinelli Corallo di Mare, which is uh, their sea coral. It's a virgin finish, so there's no actual finish on it. Mm. A really cool, unique pipe. Uh, smokes really well. And then I have my Peterson... Uh, it wasn't a deluxe system. It was just a deluxe, yeah. like just a straight mm. billiard. And those were always consistently the best. But then I just recently got a Dunhill for the first time. Um, yeah, I saw that. I was, saw the video of that. Yeah, um, just posted a video of that made in 1962. And wow. I don't know if it's just by virtue of the fact that the briar is so old and so seasoned, but mm. that probably smokes the best out of any mm. of my pipes. But in terms of the feel and the ergonomics, I don't know if I could decide between that one and the Savinelli Corallo yeah. di Mare. I think so it smokes that, better than the Savinelli, but you said the sea coral. So is that a is is it a Meerschaum kind of like is it what's the what's it made out of? It's made out of briar, but it's they don't make the the series anymore because apparently it, they, the guy who used to do it died, mm -hmm. and so they didn't have anyone to replace <laughs> right. him. But it's a really really dense, really really light. Wow. Uh, briar and because huh. it's a virgin finish it has to be perfect like there can't be any imperfections on yeah, it yeah yeah and so it just smokes it smokes really really well it's super mm. light um mm. it's a really great series you can still sort of find those occasionally for a lot of money if you do locate them right, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's corallo di mare if you look on european websites they're definitely mm. worth checking out wow <laughs> definitely and on to the uh the tobacco then what would be oh, your yeah. top blends um it's always going to be Dunhill Elizabethan mixture. It's mm. been my favorite okay. tobacco for years. Uh, it just always, there's certain tobaccos where you're like, I feel like this particular blend for mm. this particular reason. In the morning, I love a Peterson Irish, Irish flake. It just mm. seems to go really well with coffee. Yeah. Um, there are times in the evening where a nice Latakia blend just seems like a good dessert or something. Yeah. But I'd say Elizabethan, it's always 
it, it's always time for Dunhill. Right. Okay. Basically. Well, we've, just, we've, we've never, never had that one. Actually. We have never had Dunhill Elizabethan. So, is it an English blend? Is it a Latakia blend, or what's? Could you explain it? It's to a us? it's a Virginia Perique blend. Um, okay. And it's mostly Red Virginias and then Acadian Perique. And so, I don't know how many like straight Virginia blends you've had, but you a lot of a lot of the times they can be pretty grassy and hay like. Yeah. This is a darker kind of bready Virginia. Mm. Um, and then the Perique obviously gives you that spicy uh, yeah. quotient to the blend, but it's just, it's kind of, it's a little higher in nicotine, but not super high. It's mm. just a very, it is like, if I could compare it to food or something, um, I don't know, it's like a good piece of bread or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's nothing too fancy. Yeah, it's, not it's like a standard. Nothing kinda. too it's really uh, consistent. complicated. Well, I suppose I'd, I'd probably feel that way a little bit which is an English blend, but um, Old Dublin. I love Old Dublin. Mm. Yeah, Peterson it's Old just Dublin. That kind of, it's just that kind of um, go-to blend. Like, I'd never not be in the mood for yeah. it. You know, it's not like a... Like, even even I find... Um, say, for example, uh, the 1792 Flake. Yeah, the... Uh, that's the a Garwith. And, again, it's it's got that... Um, what's the bean flavoring called? Right. Tonkin, uh, Tonkin, Tonkin. Or, yeah, yeah, which is really, really nice. I like it, but again, it is it's a not, little distracting. Like, it's, it's distracting, bit, right? Yeah, unless you're really in the mood for it. Whereas the Irish, it's like, odd. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost like uh, it's almost like it's um, it's flavored, you know. But whereas the Irish flake is so, so good, it's so just delicious. I tell you what, when we were first starting, though, the Irish flake uh, knocked knocked us on our butt a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'll be yeah, honest. It's pretty strong stuff. <laughs> I, remember, I think the the first time I had that. I think I had it in the evening, and I was like, ah, this isn't very strong at all. Mm, and then yeah. I was going to do my review, and then luckily I smoked some in the morning mm. uh, with a cup of coffee. And mm. I love nicotine buzz. I don't smoke for the nicotine, but when you can get a little bit of it in your head, mm. it's good. Mm. But when it starts getting into your throat yeah. and in your, and your stomach, stomach, yeah, mm. that's, that's actually when it's not very pleasant anymore. <laughs> that's actually something I found with the uh, the black double X is that you get sort of a better buzz from it. Like it gets to your head sort of strong but like before it gets to your throat and your stomach whereas right. i find even with the flake it's kind of it's almost too late by the time yeah, you've yeah. noticed it it's too late sometimes sometimes yeah it'll sneak mm. up on you yeah the brown number four when i recorded the review for it i don't know i i probably had smoked about half the bowl by the time i was doing the review right and I, it was fine. Like, I was like, okay, this is pretty strong. And then within the review, I was talking about how strong it was. But then I did the, my Sunday smoke after recording the mm. Brown number four, which is another, you know, weekly Section video yeah. series sure, I yeah. do on the channel. And I was still smoking it. And I'd gotten to the end of the bowl mm. by that point and almost had trouble finishing the Sunday smoke <laughs> because I was head spinning. I was almost nauseous. Like, yeah, it, was, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty strong. I remember the first time, one of the first times with the Irish Flake, uh, uh, no, you know what happened? What we were watching? Um, <laughs> oh yeah, we were watching the the James Bond films. Was, um, Spectre or Spectre, the one after? Yeah, Spectre. That's the, the newest latest one. one. The yeah, newest right? one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, of course, we were at home. We were watching it on the on the computer, and um, yeah. I had packed a, a full bowl. Same. Uh, I don't think it was this pipe. I think it was a uh, one of my uh, Missouri Meerschaum uh, cob cob ah, pipe. There you go. And uh, I packed it full all the way to the top, and um, I probably wasn't as uh, nicotine, uh, what do you call it? I was resilient, resilient as I am now. And uh, right. I kind of, I just lost track of time. I just completely lost track of time watching the film. I, I spent about an hour smoking this bowl all the way down to the bottom. 
and uh, I just remember I went to like get up to go to the go to the bathroom or something, <laughs> yeah. and I could barely move. Have you ever had that where you just feel like, oh my god, my limbs are just like asleep, you know? And then I did uh, get, I, I was fine, but I got a little, uh, I got a little queasy and had to get through it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've been that bad since. I think the first time I ever smoked any sort of tobacco, I was when 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 my friends and I turned eighteen, we're like, all right, we're Let's eighteen, so yeah. we're gonna go get some tobacco. So we got pipes and we got tobacco, wow, and nice. we were actually like rolling cigarettes with pipe tobacco oh and <laughs> inhaling it and smoking. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember the first nicotine buzz I ever got. I felt higher than I have ever felt mm. taking mm. any substance since. Like just mm. room spinning head. Yeah, just, yeah. I felt like I was floating around. I felt like I was going to throw up. And any drug, not that I've taken a lot of drugs in my life, yeah. but anything mm. I've ever had since then has never I don't think ever affected me as much wow. as that first really yeah. heavy nicotine buzz. Well, and that's the thing. Like I've talked to a few people, um, even one friend of ours who, when he was younger, he tried he tried smoking the pipe, and uh, it it if you're not careful, it does turn some people off it. Yeah. Who who yeah. naturally might enjoy it if they stuck with it, and I think it's you do have to be a little bit careful if you're starting. Now I smoked cigarettes for like nine years before the pipe, and then I quit smoking cigarettes, um, and then I took up the pipe a couple of years later. And uh, so I was kind of used to it and, and getting into it. Now I'd smoked a couple of cigars and things like that. Mm. But it, yeah. if, if it does, I, I have talked to people whose experience is I tried the pipe, I turned green, I felt sick, and I never touched it since. So, yeah. It's, yeah. I, you know, I think it's something that's... It is something, I mean, there's a lot of things about pipe smoking that make it something you have to stick with for a while before it's even good. I mean, you know... Enjoyable, yeah. When you first start smoking a pipe trying to keep it lit trying to you know pack it properly like it's not something you can just pick up and go with you have to like you have to consciously make an effort to like i'm going to smoke a pipe for well that a is a while, good point you know? yeah yeah and because it's, it, it. <laughs> it's not yeah. that it's a skill but there is yeah it's not like a cigarette you just light it and you suck on it you know yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's actually a little bit more to and to smoking a pipe and it, that first huge nicotine buzz is only the first time though. it really yeah, is yeah, yeah. it is yeah let's take a little break from the fascinating discussion on all things pipe smoking and uh listen to one of the world's uh, most talented and recognizable pipe smokers that would be old bing crosby with a little song from 1933 called try a little tenderness <laughs> In the hustle of today, we're all inclined to miss Those little things that mean so much A word, a smile, a kiss When a woman loves a man, he's a hero in her eyes And a hero he can always be If he'll just realize she may be weary, women do get weary, wearing the same shabby dress. And when she's weary, try a little tenderness. You know she's waiting, just anticipating things she may never possess. While she's without them, try a little tenderness. 
It's not just sentimental She has her grief and care And a word that's soft and gentle Makes it easier to bear You won't regret it Women don't forget it Love is their whole happiness It's all so easy Try a little tenderness Try a little tenderness Try a little tenderness It's not just sentimental, she has her grief and care, and a word that's soft and gentle makes it easier to bear. You won't regret it, women don't forget it, love is their whole happiness, it's all so easy. Try a little tenderness Out on the plains, down your Santa Fe I met a cowboy, right in the range one day And as he jogged along, I heard him singing A most peculiar cowboy song It was a ditty Learn in the city, come a get along, get hip, little doggies, get along, better be on your way, get along, get hip, little doggies, and he trucked them on down the old fairway, singing his cow cow boogie in the strain. Come a singing his cowboy song. He's just too much. He's got a knocked out western accent. With a wall of such, he was raised on local weed. He's what you call a swing half breed. Singing his cow cow boogie in the strangest way. Come a
get along, little doggie. And he trucked him on down the old fairway, singing his cow cow boogie in the strangest way. Come a die, come a die, yip die. Yip, yip, singing his cowboy songs. Yip, yip, as he was juggling along. What you heard there was the lovely lilting voice of Ella Mae Morse, one of the great uh, early jazz singers, with a song called Cow Cow Boogie from 1942. Let us now rejoin our interview, our special guest with Stuff and Things. So, so what, if you can convince people to get past that. Yeah. Yeah, so what, what, what would you recommend as a seasoned uh, pipe smoker to anyone who's interested in, uh, in taking up the hobby? What would be the first step? Like? It's hard, you know, a lot of people always ask me that question, what tobacco should I buy? You know, especially when they're first starting out. It's really, really hard to say what people are going to like. I think, uh, by the way, a train is about to come by, so you're going to hear something very loud in a minute. Um, I I do recommend that people don't start with an aromatic because I think that colors your perception of pipe smoking too much. Mm. And you should start with pure tobacco just to see how you feel about it. And I would say either kind of an innocuous Virginia blend yeah. or maybe something with a little lot of Kia because I think some people, especially when they're first starting out, they don't think that a Virginia blend has very much flavor. Flavor, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They can have a lot of flavor. You just have to sort of get used to it. Yeah, it takes a while. So maybe, to, yeah. yeah, it's kind of to develop the appreciation. Okay, here Choo-choo. we go. I don't know if you can hear this yet. <laughs> we but, can hear it. <laughs> uh, uh I'd say maybe just a milder Latakia blend because it is it will be flavorful, but it mm-hmm. won't be too strong for people who are just starting out. Like I just reviewed, uh, what did I just review? Chelsea Morning by GLPs mm. is a good one um, if you're an American listener. And then in Europe, maybe something like just Dunhill Standard Mixture. Yeah. It's just a really yeah. basic Latakia blend, but it's flavorful, but not too flavorful. Hmm. You know, uh, another good one in that line would be um, Squadron, Squadron Leader. Squadron Leader, yeah. Have you ever had Squadron, Squadron Leader? Leader? Yeah, yeah, another really good. Because it's quite, it's yeah. not as, I don't find it as, as strong nicotine-wise, say, as um, as Old Dublin, but it burns really well. It's not, you hmm. know, you're not going to be lighting it all day and, and that kind of stuff as well. What What do you guys have available over there? Um, do you have any of the American blends at all? Or? We, the uh, Peterson store here does have like, three or four of the uh, GLPs blends. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure those are the only ones from the States that they get. Then they have uh, most of the Garworth and obviously all the Peterson blends. Yeah. Right. So, then there's so Jane... you don't get McClelland and things like that, really? No, no. No, we'd have to order that. those, um, which is something we're looking into. This is something we, I wanted to ask you as well. Uh, when you ordered, like, do you order a lot of your stuff online? Pretty much exclusively, yeah. Yeah, of course. A, so. a, a tin of tobacco in Washington State is like twenty-five dollars okay. uh, US. That's mm. pretty. Pleasant. So, it's we have the highest tobacco taxes in right. the country. It's all all different by state. So, um, yeah, I have to order online. Don't mm. tell the IRS that I order online. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I have to order online. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys are ordering from America, try Four Noggins. Hmm. Yeah. Um, apparently, they are good shipping internationally. Um, I won't say avoiding taxes, but hmm. they're good. 
They're yeah. seeming, it seems seeming as though the package is perhaps maybe not what it is. Yeah. So, uh, hmm. so, we'll so, so you've heard, anyway. I've heard. Yeah. I have Allegedly. never had to order. Well, I have ordered from them, but I, I don't live internationally. So yeah. I don't well, that's that's so. that is the the the, the danger is getting uh, getting bit on the uh, on the on the back end, as it were. But uh, right. The handy thing is, like, we literally live um, about ten minutes down the road from the Peterson shop. Uh, yeah. and, we, oh, okay. and we have a good relationship with the guys in there, and they do they order different things. So if you if we talk to them, they yeah, can, we might even be able to they get can order different In fact, last week uh, on the show, mm. we had a guest who's a um, he's a folk musician in Ireland, but his name's Tennant. And for a period of time, I think he's in the 1960s. His last name's Tennant. Um, Peterson apparently was having uh, having some financial trouble, and uh, his family's. Um, company went into business with him and for a period of time they were called the Peterson Tenant Company and there's mm. he's got all these old mm. pipes that uh, are from that period and it's just really interesting. Mm. I never heard that because I mean I know it, originally it was Cap and Peterson. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had never heard the Tenant era. That's yeah, cool. That's yeah. really cool to know. But yeah he's just got he actually brought over loads of these pipes that he's had like just laying in his attic for, for ages and he showed us these and they were amazing there were some like really interesting ones like ones with carved faces and stuff and yeah and there was one that was like a kind of telescopic was it stainless it was either stainless or like, steel or, or silver or something but it was a telescopic metal pipe yeah it was weird that a went stem. kind of up yeah no mm. no no the whole thing the whole thing was you actually put <laughs> okay, it in so the, the top it had like itself. a tiny bowl the bowl like, was yeah. metal as well it's bizarre Very that's bizarre. interesting yeah um I have to ask the question you guys, you live in Dublin. Uh-huh. What accent okay. are you? You do not sound Irish at all. So, this is confusing to, me. To be I'm sure, an to be sure. I can't figure this out. <laughs> well, we uh, we're brothers, and uh, our dad's from Dublin, and we've lived probably most of our life in Dublin. But our mother's from Australia, and we've lived a good many years over. Yeah, in Australia. we grew up a lot in Australia, uh, okay. and we've been back and forth. So yeah, yeah. So we've got a bit so of. So there's a little part. bit of Australian there because yeah. that was throwing me off completely. Whenever I'm, we're here, we're like an American to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever we're here, we're like just the Australian guys, and when in, when we're in Australia, we sound Irish. We're the, so Irish, like, guys. the Irish guys. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's funny. I, to me, you probably sound more Australian than Irish. But yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we do. do. <laughs> we do. Unfortunately, I think we just we because we we spent that kind of childhood period in mm. Australia. So you just you keep it. You keep the twang, yeah. as it were. So oh, there um, you go. You got you got the sirens going on there now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's crime They're city. They're on the <laughs> They're after us for taxes, ordering <laughs> online. Um, so I wanted to ask you. Uh, oh yeah, well there was actually there was something I wanted to ask you quickly. You were saying one of the pipes you had is something was it a 1962 pipe? The, uh, yeah, the Dunhill. Um, you obviously that's that would be considered an estate pipe. Um, right. This is something we haven't delved into yet. Uh, what kind of process? You probably talked about it in the video, but I didn't see that video yet. Um, yeah. What kind of process did you go through to make that smokable again? That one, you didn't have to do much because by virtue of the fact that it's a Dunhill and it's collectible, yeah. whoever had it and was selling it had already cleaned it pretty thoroughly and right. it looked like they had already... Um, well, there's a little bit of ghosting. I could smell a little bit of tobacco in there, but... What I would normally do is if it's already pretty clean and pretty well care- cared for, I will take some rubbing alcohol or, or even just grain alcohol and go through the stem um, just for the sake of maybe killing any germs that might be around yeah, there. But I, I'm not too worried about that. You don't want to get TB um, or some ancient disease or something. <laughs> right, right. But if it's something that's kind of nasty, if it's like a, 
needs a little tender loving care, then I will usually, I don't know if you guys have seen those bristled pipe cleaners. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah I've seen plastic. I'll get those and I will use like 99% isopropyl alcohol and just scrub through the entire mm. pipe into the shank mm. and into the bowl and the stem. Um, I'll probably ream it out. I might actually do the salt treatment, which you guys have probably seen that as well, right? I've Where seen you, a few you get, uh, videos. Sea salt, that, yeah. put it into the pipe, and then put some. Uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a liquid. What liquid? Saliva. Vinegar. <laughs> yeah. Al you put alcohol on the on the uh, mm. salt, and then it sucks out all the right. right yeah. Okay. It, it extracts it. Um, and then you know, depending on the stem, I might actually buff the stem, sand it, buff it, you know, whatever wow. to to get off some of the oxidation and stuff. But in terms of a pretty clean pipe, and a lot of the ones that are sell sold online now have been uh, sort of restored for the purpose of selling so they're going to be in pretty good condition it'll mostly just be getting a little alcohol and scrubbing out the stem and stuff yeah mm, so with not the, too much with the uh the outside of the stem as well so you were saying um buffing and that do you kind of i don't know do you kind of sand down the the, the stem or it's a weird it's a tricky proposition because a lot of the times to get the oxidation off you do need to take a, a surface layer off and mm. so you get really fine grit sandpaper um, on a pipe like this Peterson, it doesn't matter too much, obviously, unless you start getting into the actual mortise and right. tenon area. You don't want to take any material off there. But on other pipes, I wish I had some handy. Mm. Um, you want to make sure you're not sanding the stem right near the shank where it's going to cause... Become loose, right, as yeah. well. Right. Um, so you just, you just very lightly use like an 800 grit or a 1200 grit. But the best thing, if you have access to it, would be a buffing wheel, like a jeweler's buffing wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and get a little jeweler's rouge on that, and that'll just take the oxidation right off. Right. It's very, very nice. Cool, man. Um, my brother has one, so occasionally I like go over to his house and <laughs> make him let me buff my stems. I haven't done it in a while, though, so they're getting kind of nasty. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't let my brother buff my stem. No. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Anyway, I, wanna, I wanted to ask you as well, in terms of... Uh, so, okay, so one thing I noticed uh, when I'm smoking the cobs and things like that, um, mm. as soon as you get them, they're, I don't know, they're pretty much good to go. You can taste the tobacco. It's a pretty clean smoke from the start. Mm -hmm. uh, with the, the Petersons, um, I guess they use some kind of, uh, they call it a, a pre-carbonation. I think, what is it, like a fish gut kind of? Mixture. They, Everyone does different things, yeah. But it's I, I tell you what, it was like gross. A, like it was pretty gross to to wear yeah. it in. It took a good good. Mine while. actually wasn't that bad. I didn't really get any yeah. of the fish gut taste. Oh, but um, so I just wanted to ask you, like, when you're getting a new pipe, and if it if it has been treated, um, do you like? I've heard of people putting like whiskey in it overnight to um you know to to infuse it with like a, a whiskey flavor or honey or something like that yeah you, you ever done anything, anything like, like that? that um i know that some people will use honey if they have a, a virgin wood pipe that hasn't been pre-carbonized mm -hmm. um because they can sort of uh create a little bit of a carbon barrier with the yeah. honey it'll burn uh the whiskey are, are they actually pouring whiskey in or yeah they yeah they, one guy cleaner. said yeah this is a guy one of the guys yeah. who works down at um down at uh at, at, at peterson, peterson. He mm. said, uh, you can, you know, you fill the bowl full of whiskey, leave it maybe 24 hours, pour it out and um, let it dry, obviously. And then uh, apparently, probably not forever, I would assume, but maybe initially it would mm. have a bit more of a 
pleasant flavor as you're working it in or something. I'm not sure. I suppose. It just seems like it would be weird to want to have moisture. In I know, that. right? Yeah. I know. I guess if he works at Peterson, he must have yeah, something <laughs> yeah, going on. We'll give him the you could definitely put some on a pipe cleaner. Yeah, 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 yeah I've, seen, I've seen that kind of Just sweeten it. Um, I've had... It, it's been different with every pipe manufacturer. There's this Peterson, actually, uh, had stain in the bowl. So it was horrible. It took a long time to get that stain out of there. Basically, every time yeah. you were smoking it, you were getting the stain would liquefy and this red, horrible, foul-tasting liquid was yeah. coming out. So this one, this took a while. Um, and then I've had other Petersons that were fine. Uh, occasionally, I will actually do that salt treatment on a new pipe just mm -hmm. to kind of get rid of some of the flavors that are in there if there's any sort of overspray of staining and stuff. But... Yeah, they're all a little different. I prefer having pipes that haven't been pre-carbonized yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, just be careful with them when you start out. and You don't want to burn a hole easier, in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you probably start with kind of half bowls or quarter bowls and work your way up maybe if it's if it's a virgin. Right, because the, the point of that is to try to get some a little bit of uh, cake in the heel first. And if you're yeah. most people, when they smoke a pipe and they load it all the way, they never really get down to the heel. It no, seems yeah, like. no, exactly. Or it can take a long, long time and you don't get that, yeah. that evenness. Yeah. And so, by the time you're smoking down to the heel, it can get so hot and you'll have such a hot coal that if you have that unprotected wood down there, yeah, it, yeah. it could be dangerous. It could be dangerous. I like the sound of that. So, uh, so besides the um, besides the pipe uh, smoking, um, what are you? What I mean, what are, what kind of other hobbies are you into? What do you like? What do you do in your spare time when you're not smoking the pipe? Uh, you know, it changes all the time. I'm one of those people who's constantly into something, yeah. and I'll suck everything I can out of it, and then I might move on to something else, and I'll mm. still always have a little bit of that there. Yeah, yeah, mm. but. Uh, you know, I'm into music as well. You guys obviously are definitely into music. Yeah. I've been in several bands in the past. I kind of play guitar. Yeah, I can yeah. sing. Cool. Uh, I was really into recording for a while, where mm. I was trying to just do demos and recording music. Right. Um, so you did have some home studio stuff, did you? Yeah, I've got you know, I've got Pro Tools and cool, Selects right? and all that Excellent. good stuff. But yeah, we record all uh, our stuff at home as well. So. Yeah, we're into that kind you of. You recorded them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've well, our backgrounds in production, in music production. Before we were doing this <clears throat> band full time, we were doing a lot of production work, and uh, we, you know, part of it's publishing as well, getting songs into films and television shows and stuff like that. So, very. Well, that's impressive because those songs of yours I saw on YouTube. It sounded very professional. Oh, cheers! Yeah, Thanks cheers, very much. Like yeah, you saw much better than I could have done. Actually. <laughs> you saw some of our. What do you guys use? Do you use Sonar? Uh, Sonar, uh, which is a mm -hmm. Cakewalk Sonar X1 producer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, look. It's a, it's 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 the same as whether like we've used Logic, we've used Sonar, we've mm -hmm. used um, Ableton, any of those. They they all do basically the same thing, but depending yeah. on the style of music, uh, Ableton, for example, is probably more suited to you know electronica and stuff like that. Logic is very good for electronica as mm -hmm. well, but um, Pro Tools and Sonar would be very similar. You got your tracks, you got your effects, you got your mixer, and and for us, it's fairly simple. Like. We don't like to really overproduce our stuff because it's sort of got that old-timey thing. So we'll usually just right. do, you know, a couple of guitar tracks and the uh, upright bass and then, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For this act, it's mm. it's nice and simple. We try and keep it simple. What mics do you use for vocals? Oh, at the moment, God, well, we, we have access we to a couple of studios. Thing, which is a uh, Shure... This, this is one a Shure um, sure SH-51, you know, or 52, you know, in um, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Mm-hmm. 
that that kind of radio announcers type mic. It's the Elvis used the mic, and, and yeah, it's kind right. of a re a vintage, a reissue kind of uh, old. 50s sort of mic but we we also have access to a really good uh, neumann uh condenser mic that we'll mm. we'll use if we really need it as well so that kind of stuff yeah i've always yeah. used dynamic mics for them for my vocals for some reason yeah. i just it just seems better like i'd mm. use a sure sm58 or yep. 57 and i just got this the uh sm7b but yeah cool it's a sure as well but it's supposed mm. to be more for spoken word stuff that sounds, yeah. it sounds really good mm. lovely lovely low tones in within the Google Hangouts, so yeah, even yeah. We, even yeah. within the Google Hangouts, well, we, we have we, some decent speakers. Okay. So we've yeah. got some speakers set up, so it's sounding all right. Okay, cool. But um, so, what kind of music were you into yourself? Um, it's kind of weird because I didn't really ever have a phase where I listened to popular music because mm-hmm. my parents were very hardcore Christian. Mm-hmm. Like my dad was actually a pastor for a while, wow. and I wasn't allowed to listen to popular mm-hmm. music. So it's probably for the best. <laughs> Probably for the best. Um, I listened to a lot of older stuff, the Beatles stuff that my mom liked, mm-hmm. and so it was okay for me to listen to. Yeah. So the Beatles and the Kinks and the Who and a lot of British 60s bands. Hmm. And so then when I was kind of uh, in my formative years, it was stuff like the Strokes and the Libertines and like a lot of UK stuff, post-punk stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd still say, like, The Strokes is probably still one of my favorite bands of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of older stuff, too. I went back back in time, a lot of 70s post-punk stuff, and, uh, you know, The Clash, and... Yeah, the Buzzcocks uh, and that kind of stuff. The Buzzcocks, yeah. definitely. Did you ever yeah, hear, did so you ever hear uh, Mag- Magazine? Era. What was that? Magazine, the band? Magazine, I've heard of them. But very, very really good. I think you'd like them, because when, um, when The Buzzcocks started, their singer was a fellow called Howard DeVoto, and mm. uh, who who gave way to um, uh, Pete Shelley later on, but Howard Devoto continued the post punk uh, sound with another band called Magazine, and uh, you have to look up a song called "Shot by Both Sides" mm. by Magazine. That's a good one. You'll, Shot by both sides. You'll, so you'll they're another Manchester band, or they are. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely okay, cool. brilliant. Yeah, no, cool. It's nice to have a recommendation there. That's. Um, I mean, obviously, we the, the theme of our act at the moment is real kind of old time ragtime and blues and western swing and stuff, but we love. We love all the punk and, and of course, all that 60s stuff. Yeah. The Kings are fantastic. How did you get into that kind of American aesthetic of the old folk music or uh, ragtime and stuff? Well, it was mainly, uh, it was mainly our dad. Our dad uh, is a huge influence on us. He, we work very closely together with him. He's been in music for many, many years. And uh, basically, uh, he wanted to record a solo album of his own stuff in a kind of alt-country style. Uh, and basically myself and Al, we'd been playing mainly kind of punk and uh, psychobilly and stuff like that. So we weren't good enough. Basically, we weren't good enough to play in his band, you know. Yeah. So, so what he did is he, 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 he got us to learn this bunch of songs and study this bunch of songs um, in order to prepare for his album. And we did that and we, re- we made the album. But at the end of it, we had all these songs that we'd learned. Mm. Um, and we just kind of continued on from that, made a little band and... Uh, and then started writing our own stuff, like, in the same, same style, style, you know. know so. Right. Yeah, no, it's no, interesting. interesting. Mm. Time for a smoke break. Uh, we're going to listen to a couple of tunes now before we get back to the last part of the interview with uh, Bradley. This is a little Leuven Brothers song called In the Pines from 1956. <laughs> Shine, and you 
That was another of the early female jazz greats from that beautiful period of 1920s jazz and swing. That was Ruth Edding with After You're Gone, old uh, 1927 tune. Let's get back to the interview now for the last segment. Enjoy. So, uh, I'll go ahead. I know that Irish, you know, Ireland has a very strong folk music culture yeah. as well. So, have you ever been tempted to delve into that, or is that something that never really interests you that We've, much? We do a couple of... Uh, weird sort of alt-country versions of some Irish tunes like uh, Whiskey in the Jar and um, Rocky Road to Dublin, stuff like that. Yeah. So those seem to go down well. Well, see, see, the other thing is we grew up very much like our father mm. and our uncles. Uh, one of our uncles in particular uh, is a huge kind of figure in, in Irish folk music, but in Australia. So when, it, when a lot of the big Irish mm. folk bands, particularly in the kind of 70s and 80s, would go over people like Christy Moore and the Dubliners and the Pogues even, would go over. Our uncle Alan was kind of their contact over there. And when I was younger, um, you know, we'd, we'd have these kind of sessions, song sessions, you know, and uh, we'd be playing all these Irish folk tunes. So we definitely grew up playing that kind of stuff. It's different when you're in Ireland, um, you want to do something else, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah, I can totally understand but that. When, it's funny because here there is, oh man, there are people doing Irish folk music. Yeah. Who, I think some of them are sort of tangentially Irish. There's a bar here called uh, Ishka, yeah. which mm. is whiskey. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, it was actually owned by an Irishman, but now I don't think he owns it anymore. But there are still people with, like, the tin flutes and stuff doing yeah, Irish yeah. folk no, music great. there. Mm. One or two of them might actually be from Dublin or, you know, yeah, cool. somewhere from Ireland. But it's kind of funny. Americans love to grab onto things. So yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, we, we see it here all the time. It's great, though. But, you know, we... Uh, when we when we'll be somewhere else, you know, if we're in Germany or something, um, it's it's so good to be Irish because the beer is just the beer just it keeps flowing. It's just free if you oh, have yeah. a guitar and you're Irish. There can you know. be there's these like German guys who've really studied the Irish music and they're like amazing at playing this stuff. And but if you're Irish, if you can play a half decent <laughs> Irish tune, like they're just amazed. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just so stoked to have someone who's Irish there. So we just play it up, you know. Hmm. To be sure. Well. <laughs> You know, you know. I mean, there's the whole St. Patrick's Day thing here. Some yeah. holidays that we celebrate that you guys don't even bother More, with. Like, I know. Well, it's so funny because like now St. Patrick's Day is 
a lot bigger. Like when I was at maybe eight years old, St. Patrick's Day was like a tiny little parade, you know, and and mm. no one really gave too much of crap. And it was mainly about bringing the kids out and whatever. Mm. But now it's now it's insane. Now it's a war zone. Like if you yeah. go out into town and. St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> you're lucky to get home alive. Like, Another train, it's crazy sorry. fights. Uh, and no, like, I apologize for the fact that America made that more popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, that, guys. Is that our fault? Because it's, it's just a bunch of amateurs getting drunk on St. Patrick's Pretty Day. Much. That's all it it's is. Good for us, though, we, Irish, but... we play music, so, like, the yeah. more drunk people there are to dance to music, the better. So, like, we got yeah. a few gigs out of it. We actually make about half our year's money nearly <laughs> over that St. Patrick's yeah. Day kind of oh, week. There you go. So, okay, you know. Take it back. I don't <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. Personally, as musicians, uh, thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> Culturally, You're everyone welcome. else everyone was, else is kind of... It's yeah. my doing. <laughs> I avoid every drinking holday. Like, we have... This is the other thing. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. celebrated in the U.S. We're not Mexican. Mm. Uh... There are plenty of Hispanic people here, obviously, but it's just another excuse for idiots to get completely yeah, wasted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not even sure Cinco de Mayo wasn't even... People think it's Mexican independence, but it's not. I can't I think remember I've, exactly Yeah, I've it heard is. it's something else, but know. no one really... No one cares once no, the beer no one starts. Cares. Like, no. You see, we're, we're not huge drinkers either, and it's, it's kind of funny because we, we play live music kind of four or five nights a week. And uh, we don't drink when we play. We don't drink uh, at shows. We drink, you know, on a night off. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Because when you're doing it full time, I mean, like, well, we'd just be we'd be total alcoholics. But also, like, you know, Mm. people think live music's just about getting up on stage and playing songs. But you got to carry stuff. You got to deal with electricity and liquid and like. It's actually pretty dangerous. (laughs) And and money and business. I mean, like last night, for example, we were playing at a. uh, I guess is this big over in America? The whole craft, craft beer, craft brewery kind of thing is that? Oh a, yes, very, yeah, very much yeah. so. So it's uh, it's huge here at the moment, and we're, we we happen to be good friends with a couple of the um, the breweries, and we had a show last night uh, where they they hired us to to play some music at um, at one of the uh, the local breweries, and uh, again, like the beer was literally free, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but you've got to be really, really disciplined and make sure, like, you've got to take, it's almost once, once everyone's drunk, you know, you're, you're the grown up and you've got to take care of these people <laughs> yeah. and make sure they, uh, they, I think yeah. our, our stage like got kicked over about seven times last yeah. night. It's, it's still yeah. alive. There was, there was some twerking. There was some, mm. uh, crazy dancing. It was wild. But we, yeah, they did go. let us bring back as much beer as we wanted. So <laughs> we have like 24 bottles of this great craft beer like in the fridge now so yeah we'll be we'll be sort of this is another thing we do i don't know if you've ever gotten into it at all i, I know you like the uh you play a lot of video games yourself but um did you ever do tabletop mm. like uh dungeons and dragons or role-playing games and there was a brief period in like middle school where we were trying to play one of those like star wars games oh, yeah. with like a pen and paper mm-hmm. thing but i no didn't really delve into it very much mm-hmm. this is something we do about once a month we have a few friends and we this is when we drink our beer we have a few beers and uh <laughs> And uh, delve into some Dungeons and Dragons. It's mm. it's really funny. It's really oh yeah, funny. I, I played I played uh, computer games based on the Dungeons and Dragons rules. Oh like, yeah, Baldur's uh, Gate and stuff like that. The old Bio- yeah, Baldur's Gate and mm. stuff. The Bioware games. Yeah, yeah. Those when, are great. when I was a little kid and in church, my there people were constantly talking about. There was this period in the '90s where I, I guess Christians thought that if you played Dungeons and Dragons, you would become possessed by a demon, yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And so this, we would hear these stories all the time. And to me, I would hear Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my God, that is the most mm. evil thing in yeah, the entire yeah. world is witches and demons. And so when I got older and I was playing Baldur's Gate, and then I was like, Oh yeah, this is based on the dungeon. This is this is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Ouija boards. I was deathly afraid of Ouija boards yeah. as a child. Yeah. I, I thought I would like die immediately. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's I, kind of the worst things that happened to me as a child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I mean, you know, in terms of kind of the, uh, certainly in terms of the symbology and lore and all the stuff that, that makes up those, uh, you know, makes up the foundation of those games is quite, you know, it's, it's, it's fairly satanic and arcane. Yeah. But uh, we haven't been possessed yet. I don't think so. We'll, well, we'll, we'll be fine. Keep keep me updated on that. Let me yeah. not get possessed. Um, the idea that magic is some is like inherently evil. The a fantasy magic. It's just yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I remember my mom was really angry or, or not. No, I guess she she was okay with the Harry Potter books, but she was telling me that. Other people in her church were forbidding their children from mm. reading Harry Potter. Just, come on. Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think... You've got other, be- other better reasons not to read Harry Potter, maybe, but... <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. I think... I don't think you need to, uh, to, to, to go to delve too deep into that one. Um, now, listen, I think we are coming up on time uh, for our, yeah, our just show. About. Unfortunately, we could chat to you literally all night long. Mm. Uh, fascinating. Yeah, it's really, fun. really fun, really fun. It's yeah, great, because... Really like I said, uh, you were a huge part of our uh, our introduction to, uh, to to pipe smoking and where where life is now, man. It's mm. it's uh, it's a game changer. It's it's great. I just think I just find it so kind of um, you know meditative and uh, calming. Oh, definitely. And I'll get another check from the big tobacco companies now. So I've got two more on there. Excellent. Um, Send some no. of that airway. <laughs> And that's, and that's the thing about pipe smoking that I love is, and I, like you, smoked cigarettes for a while as yeah, well, yeah. and to me it became this thing where I just didn't even know why I was doing yeah, it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think about it, I was just doing it. And with a pipe, you know, it is. It's meditative, it's mm, contemplative, it's, it's relaxing, yeah. it's the whole ritual. Yeah. And you can, you can take it or leave it. I, I might not do it for a day or two, mm. three days, depending on what's yeah. going on, and I don't crave it, but when mm. I do it... I like it, and I'm present while I'm doing it. It's yeah. not something that I'm just doing in the background, you know. Yeah, well, I find I find because I even I even smoke the rolled cigarettes. Um, but something that works in in favor of of pipe smoking it and it not becoming this kind of consuming thing is because it does require kind of time and care. Um, yeah. To do it, it's not like you can just whip one out and chug it down. Yeah. You know? Um, and that that makes it something that is more of a yeah it's more of a deliberate um relaxation a bit more of a hobby than mm. just a uh just a, a vice as it were you know right you're not going to go off on your break your five minute break from work no. like, <laughs> quickly load a pipe behind like yeah and i know that there there are definitely people who smoke pipes just in it probably in the same addictive habitual way that people mm. smoke cigarettes i'm sure that exists but i think it is much more difficult or yeah, yeah you'd have to try i think to get yeah to that yeah, point. yeah and i mean you'd have to have a kind of job i don't know if you're working on a freaking docks or something where you could have yeah, it like yeah, literally all the time, in your mouth all the time. Popeye style but uh, <laughs> alright listen so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to wrap up here uh, just before we finish up just tell everyone um, where they can find you and why your channel is cool and as well as the pipe stuff what else you do on the channel just so everyone can find it and know what it's about well, I pretty much hate social media, so the only place you can find me is on YouTube. It is Stuff and Things. If you just search for Stuff and Things on YouTube, you should find the channel. Um, and it's basically just what I what it is, what it sounds like. It's the things I enjoy, um, mostly dealing with pipe smoking and the tobacco pipe hobby. Also, do some gameplay videos, delve into firearms a little bit. It might not be super popular for your Irish yeah, yeah. viewers. That's all good. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of whatever catches my fancy, pens, paper, 
anything like that. So you never know what's going to pop up on the channel, but mostly pipe smoking related. Excellent. Excellent. Great, well, listen, thank you so much, Bradley, for yeah, joining it's been us great to have today. You, Thanks for having me. It's been very fun. We'll have to do it again at some stage. Uh, stick around for a couple of minutes here. Um, we're going to finish this interview, but then we'll, we'll say goodbye properly. So uh, catch you all next time on the Dublin City Rounders Radio Era. My name's Al. I uh, know it's not. I always do this. I swear to God. We've done 500 shows, and I sometimes... About four of them. He's got our names wrong. I've literally got the names wrong. My name is Rowan. This is a pre-record. I could edit it, but I'm you not could, going to. This, you could edit it. This is Al to my left. Yep. Uh, you're Bradley. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you all again next time. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for joining us for another episode of the Dublin City Rounders Radio Hour. We will be back very, very soon again for more... Uh, action, adventure, music, and chat. We're going to finish this show with a little bit of rockabilly with old Vince Taylor and a song called Brand New Cadillac from City Rounders Radio Hour with Rowan and Al. Follow the Dublin City Rounders on Facebook and Twitter at facebook.com slash Dublin City Rounders and Twitter handle at DCityRounders. 